Praise the Lord. And a spider in my cup. <laughs> I've had flies in there before, but not a spider. Glad I didn't drink it. Like the wasp I did that one time. In my pop, I got some wasp. Did you ever get stung by a wasp on your tongue? I remember that, that you said you did. Praise God. A few announcements this morning. Um, right now, in our children's church, the elementary class is learning and having fun. Um, CBN Superbook they're using. Uh, it's a journey with God. And then the, they have devotionals along with crafts and games. I just wanted to mention that this morning. That's what's going on down there. And then there's healing class also at night. This is at 9 o'clock. Um, there's healing class with Pastor Dean in the Fellowship Hall, a foundations class with Andrew Erholtz. That's in the East classroom. There's also prayer time in the East prayer room here. Uh, let you know about that stuff. Oh, thank you, Joan. Happy birthday, Joan. Joan's birthday today. Yeah. And um, communion today, I want to invite any visitors we may have today. I want, we want you to be a part. If you're a believer in the Lord, you're welcome to take part with us today. There won't be a fellowship meal after the service, but there will be fellowship. And then uh, Wednesdays, we have, there's quilting from 9 to 2, 1 o'clock. There's a Bible study with Grandma Joyce, Glennis Coffin, Judy Fowler. Um, but also there is prayer meeting at 1030. If you sense that calling of God, that's on. We have a picture here of last, we have a few, last few weeks. You can pick that picture up now. We've been talking about uh, a midweek children's and youth ministries. We have had adult ministry, but uh, the Lord put it on our hearts to have a midweek service for the youth begin again. And I'll just mention this now that Joyce and I take a Seek the Lord week, the first, usually it's around the first week of October each year, and uh, that's when this was said in my heart, that it was the time was coming that we would restart that. Uh, not then, but I mean that it would be happening. And uh, we came on Wednesday night and a lot of kids showed up there. Uh, this picture that you're seeing there now, that's of the elementary and junior high kids. And um, Darwin came. Darwin, one of the things we're going to do, Darwin's going to teach them safety and skills with archery. And uh, so Darwin was sure. That's the very first thing we did, Darwin, on the whole, you, you were the kickoff for the, for the whole thing. Darwin shared about that. And we have recreation, we have food, we uh, 
get together at a certain point we go into the different age groups and we share together we get in the word together and uh, uh, it's good it was really good and so we just want you to be aware about, of that and um, that starts at 4 o'clock Peter and Linnea are here at 4 o'clock and it ends at 6.45 and we have all those different activities going on in the midst of that different times and we are going to be for a few weeks having what we call a giving opportunity for special offerings for this ministry for the midweek ministry for children and youth and that'll be for a different cost for of the activities for food um, because we aren't charging anything for the food that uh, of course it needs to be purchased and such um, and then also for hallelujah night that's coming up at the end of october so with that what you can do is just use one of the envelopes and indicate it for the midweek ministries there for the youth and children and place it in our offering box and on the back wall there so it'll be for a few weeks that we'll be mentioning that um, there is also at 5.30 to 7.30, there's a time frame, evening Bible study and prayer meeting. Pastor Dean Patro will be here. It's kind of a thing that come when you can. Uh, even if it's not that whole time, Pastor Dean will be here and they flow, they go with the flow of the Spirit and, and with who's there. Um, you can also talk to him about school and ministry if you're interested in that. Hallelujah night will be on October 30. Uh, that's the night before Halloween, actually. And uh, that's a reach out to children as an alternative for them for Halloween. Pastor Larry Dorman will be coming here on November 17. And then one more thing. We have a 14-foot projector, the one that used to be up here that we would like to give to someone. Uh, maybe you can help us connect to that school or church, community building, whatever. So far we haven't uh, connected with who, to, who we could give it to. But uh, contact my wife, Joyce, if, if you have an idea for that. Now, Joyce isn't here this morning, and a lot of women are gone today. They're at a women's retreat with the Truebridge uh, group. Um, I was trying to think when the last time was that Joyce wasn't here with me on a Sunday morning. And you know what? I cannot think of a time. I suppose it probably happened, but I can't remember since I've begun pastoring here that she ever was that I wasn't here. I mean, that I was here that, and she isn't. Uh, I'm just so thankful for her and uh, her support of me. You guys know what I'm talking about with your wives, you know, and everything. Through the ups and downs of life and, and such, we're just thankful. I'm thankful. Uh, we're also, I'm also thankful for those that 
I was going to say risk their lives. <laughs> I don't think it was quite, I hope it wasn't that serious to put the, you look, you can turn around and you can see the sound panels on the back wall. And it's uh, really neat, I think, how it brings out the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. I was talking with Doug this morning. He says that really has helped things with sound and such. And so we're just thankful. I know Kathy Cooley, Cindy Davis were up there. I know that Sue helped, Joyce helped, I believe Mark Matassel helped. And there probably were, I know there were others too that were helping with different things with that, but we just thank you for doing that. Hallelujah. Um, amen. Give them a clap. We're thankful, very thankful. And actually, we left the scaffolding up because I know John and Doug, I'm not sure who all, they're going to go up after the service. They're going to be going up to the projector here because when the roof, we had the cave-in of the roof, it did something with the connection. And really what we have now is just the blue and green. Is that right? The, the colors are just the blue and green that are coming through. But uh, they're going to be, and Lord, we just pray for them, for safety, but also for wisdom to get that fixed so we can get the full color spectrum back with the projector. In Jesus' name. Recently, I've been teaching a series of messages about walking in the light of life, the light of life that God offers us. And the last message was titled, I think we have it up there, What About When We Miss It? Miss Walking in the Light. And then we saw that God's plan for us will prevail when we have submitted our lives to his lordship. Yes, even when we mess up. Aren't you thankful for that? We saw that God's grace and divine providence is greater than our sin, our mistakes, and we're so thankful for that. Uh, today, we're looking at a life and light come from Jesus. That's where they come through, through him to us. The God kind of life and the God kind of light come only through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And healing and health are part of God's life and light brought to us through Jesus' sacrifice. And we think of that as we look toward partaking of communion today, which represents that great sacrifice. Jesus is the source of life and light for people who live in a world of darkness. If you, again, if you watch closely, you'll see how these notes, even ones up there, flow with the songs that we had this morning. When Jesus came to earth, he brought people life. With this life came light. You know, I have the question, do we comprehend and respect the greatness of Jesus to us? In our lives, do we realize that he's God? Do we realize he is almighty? Where would we be without him? Where would I be? Where would you be in your life? 
I will tell you, we would be void of life and we would be void of light as God knows it. Jesus has life in himself. Jesus has light in himself. And we're going to read here now from John 1, 1 through 4, the Passion Translation. And as we read the word living expression, that's referring to Jesus. In the beginning, this is the Passion Translation, in the very beginning, the living expression of God and his word. That's my part I put in right there. The living expression of God and his word was already there. And the living expression was, God, was with God, yet fully God. They were together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression, we're talking about Jesus here, the Word made flesh, made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him, for his life is the light for all humanity. There's some footnotes here I extracted from that, this Bible. The one is for the word living expression, and it's the Greek word logos. Some have translated this rich term, it says, as word. It could be translated message or blueprint. Jesus Christ is the eternal word, the creative word, the word made visible. He's the divine, this is continuing that footnote, he is the divine expression, self-expression of all that God is. Jesus is the divine self-expression of all that God is, contains, all that God contains and reveals in incarnated flesh. Just as we express ourselves in words, God has expressed himself in Christ. Oh. Jesus showed the life and light of God to us. Jesus brought understanding to us about who God is and what he is like. John 1.18 from the Amplified Bible says, No man has ever seen God at any time. The only unique Son, or the only begotten God, who is in the bosom, in the intimate presence of the Father, he has declared him. He's declared him. He has revealed him. He's revealed God and brought God out where he can be seen. He has interpreted God and he has made God known to us. Jesus. Just say Jesus. Jesus. So, turning from darkness to light and walking or living in it equals life. Life with a capital L. Turning from darkness to light is really turning 
from our enemy Satan and all his baggage. That caught me. Even the word baggage came out here this morning. I thought, yes, Lord. <laughs> baggage. You know, he takes the baggage, and he doesn't want us to carry baggage out of here this morning. The enemy's baggage. Hallelujah. So we're turning from that junk to our loving God. It's a foregone conclusion that doing his will will bring us, it will bring us from darkness of death into the light of life. Now, Matthew 4, 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. That's actually a quote from Isaiah 9, 1 and 2 that Matthew has there. And then it goes on. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, we have had some good teaching lately about repentance from different folks. Some really good teaching. But here's some more information about that word. And this is from the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, the word wealth there for the word repent. It's from the Greek word meta, which means after, and noeo, to think. Repentance is a decision that results in a change of mind, which in turn leads to a change of focus, direction, and action. Turning from a focus on darkness to light, will bring a change of direction to our lives and affect us in every possible way. Focusing on the dark, on the darkness, will give us, will, will steal joy. That was another thing that was coming out this morning, the joy. Walking in the joy, living in the joy. Amen? You see that? Jesus. That's what he would desire for us. He doesn't want us carrying baggage. If you're in a stretch of a day where all of a sudden, you know, there's a heaviness, or there's a, like you got a load on your shoulders, there's this baggage just weighing you down and you get stressed, you're focused on the darkness. You're not focused on the light. You're focused on the evil report, the bad report, not the good report. Turn it. Repent. Turn it, turn it around. Focus toward the light, toward the truth of what God says. To the good report, not the evil report, not the bad report. Who will believe the report of the Lord? So, focusing, turning from the focus from the dark the evil, the bad reports of the natural world to God's good report. Changing our thoughts to God who is light and to his good reports, his gospel, his good news. That's what we need to do. And we get that from the word of God, the good news. That's a good report, the gospel, the good news. 
And it's like changing from a death cycle to a life cycle in that hour of our day, or that day, or that minute of that day. Jesus said that he came to the earth to bring people life. And he was talking about the kind of life that is God's life, Zoe life. Jesus said, the thief comes not, comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life, that Zoe life, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He wants us to have life. Jesus is referring here to life versus death being experienced in every aspect of your and my existence, no matter where we are. Absolutely not just this hour in church or hour and a half, but everywhere we are, whenever, every detail of our being. And here's some of those aspects, our spirit. He brings life to our spirit. We're recreated to him, our soul, our mind and emotions, which we've just been talking about, our physical bodies. He is here to heal you this morning. Our finances. Did you hear what I said? God is interested in our finances. And he wants to turn the situation around in your life. If there's been lack, that is not God's desire for us. Of course, what we need to do is walk in the light that we know and we have. We need to be planting the seed to receive a harvest with finances as well as anything else in life. Relationships, our relationships, life, our church, life, workplace, school, wherever it is, business. Through Jesus Christ, we can receive life in place of death in all areas, all of these things. When we see the light from God's word, we need to make a decision accordingly. Listen to this. When we see the light from the word of God, the truth, we need to make a decision accordingly and walk in it, acting like it's true, and then therefore changing direction where needed. That is repentance. Repentance isn't necessarily intense emotion, although emotions could be involved. It isn't necessarily a huge flow of tears, though tears can be involved as well. But a major part of repentance is turning away from a path of darkness and evil ways and reports of the natural world and thinking that way and, and walking within the bounds of God's light turning to that and walking in it. Listen close. One area of this changing can be from a deathly and dark focus on disease and sickness, turning, repenting, you could say, turning to a life and light focus on healing and health in your physical body.
Don't think sickness. Don't think disease in your body. Think life. Think light. Think truth. That's where our meditation needs to be. Jesus brought it to us. He brought healing for our physical bodies. He showed us God's will concerning this. Jesus did. Look what he did. Wherever he went, he brought healing. He brought light and understanding concerning this. Healing people of sickness and disease. And he showed us that it is God's... Listen to this. It is God's will to heal you. God's will to heal you. He came as the Son of God, even as the sun does in the morning, to bring light on this truth. There's a scripture in Malachi that talks about this. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. And I tell you, that's what it is when we're freed from a sickness or disease, isn't it? Just like, a, have you ever seen a calf run out to pasture? It's a very joyous creature. <laughs> They've been pinned up for a long time get out in that green meadow, that green grass, just jumping and leaping. I've seen them before where they jump so much their hind legs almost come over the top and almost do a flip. They get so excited with that joy. But the Son of Righteousness arising with healing in his wings. And that scripture, it's talking about healing of our physical bodies as well as everything else. It's actually the, the Hebrew word marpe. This is from, again, from the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. It means restoration of health, remedy, cure, medicine, tranquility, deliverance, refreshing. It occurs 13 times. This Hebrew word comes from the verb rafa. You've probably heard that before, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. To heal, cure, repair, salvation is God's rescue of the entire person. And healing is complete repair of that person. You person, me person, us persons, people. The repair of that person, as Marpe, this Hebrew word, illustrates. It's the present reference, the Messiah, in this one, this reference, the Messiah is compared to a rising sun which has visible, radiant beams of light streaming out, outward in all directions. From each of these beams of glorious light, healing flows. That's in that word arise, the beams of light flowing forth sister, brother and sister, they are here this morning, those beams of healing to address that situation in your body, to address that situation. Gus, could you start coming up now?
Do you have a mic already? You got a mic? Okay, good. Um, today, as we partake of the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion, let's remember this great sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And let's realize that one of those beams of light that are streaming from Jesus in this place today is focused right on you and right on that issue in your body. It could be in your mind as well or emotions, whatever it is. Healing of physical bodies is what's happening here today. Healing of whatever needs healing of your whole being. Let's walk in the light of this and be blessed today. Gus is going to share a testimony and then he's going to administer the communion to us this morning. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. God is good and God is all powerful. You know, the Bible says that in this world you will have tribulation. But Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Oh, hallelujah. And so trouble comes. And I just want to share this testimony. Pastor asked me to do this. About three weeks ago, I was on my building project, building a house. And you know, I think some people think, well, you know, the old fool, what's he up to anyway? Doesn't he know how old he is? And maybe he should let somebody else do that. But I got the roof on, I got the walls up. And as I was putting the scaffold on one day, I slipped on the scaffold and I fell. And I caught myself by the end of my fingers. And it hurt. And I was so sore after that, I couldn't pick up the hammer. And I thought to myself, well, how am I going to finish this if I can't use my hand, my right hand? And so I tried pounding with my left hand, but you know, that didn't work very good. Especially if you can't hold the nail with your other hand. And this thought came to me. You old fool, you started something you couldn't finish. The neighbors are going to laugh at you. Because you started and you couldn't finish. But in the middle of all that, I thought I recognized that voice. That's the voice of old Slewfoot. That's the accuser of the brethren. That's the devil talking to me. I said, my God is bigger than all that. And so I sat down and I thought about it. I thought, well, I'm going to go to church because it was Saturday. I'll go to church in the morning. And I'll have Pastor Dean pray for me. And God will heal me. 
And I woke up the next morning, my hand was so swelled up, I could hardly move my fingers. Jimmy rode to church with me. He said, I was wondering, he said, why you reached over with your left hand to start your car. My hand was so sore, I couldn't even turn the key in the car. My wrist was swelled up. Somebody told me in church that day, you know, you ought to go to the doctor. But Dean prayed for me. I said, if you pray for me, I said, I believe God is going to heal me. You know, nothing really happened that day. I mean, I couldn't see any difference, but you know, I wasn't looking at that. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus. When I woke up the next morning, I looked at my hand. Whoa! It was completely normal. The swelling had gone down. It had disappeared. I got up and I went back to work. I went out and started siding my house. Hallelujah! Praise the name of Jesus. So God has not changed. Healing is still here. God still wants to reach out and touch his people. He hasn't changed. You know, the man that was born blind, they asked Jesus, was it because this man sinned, or was it because his parents sinned that he was born blind? He said it was neither. He said that man was born blind so that the glory of God could be manifested in this hour. Hallelujah. And so we don't need to judge people. We don't need to do that. Remember the woman caught in, in adultery? The scribes and Pharisees came to Jesus. They said, according to the law, she should be stoned. And they asked Jesus, and what do you say? And his answer was this. Let you, without sin, cast the first stone. And they all began to leave, starting with the eldest. And when they were all gone, Jesus said, where are your accusers? And she answered and said, there are none. Jesus said, go and sin no more. That's for all of us. We need to walk with him. Hallelujah. Every... Sunday morning, Dean has a healing class. And I've been going to that class. And so it builds my faith to hear those old scriptures over and over again. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know, in this world, people will tell you that you are what you eat. And that's not totally scriptural, I don't think. You really are what you think. And you think 
according to what you are listening to and what you're watching and what people are telling you. And so it's important to surround yourself with people who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that with him all things are possible. Hallelujah. And so as we take communion this morning, I just want to share a couple of scriptures before we do. We remember that there's healing in the blood. Hallelujah. I've been in churches where before they take communion, they say, only say the word, Lord, and I will be healed. Because when we take communion, we partake of the body and blood of Christ. We can truly say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. He's in me. Remember Jesus and the woman at the well. She said to Jesus, who are you? A Jew to ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink. And Jesus answered and he said, if you would ask me, he said, I would give you living water that would swell up inside of you like a fountain of eternal life. And she said, give me that water. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, come and drink of the waters of life, the waters of salvation. Oh, praise God. I just want to read a scripture out of the Gospel of John. Chapter 6. Hallelujah. Jesus said, For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will no longer hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That of all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. And this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him 
will have eternal life. And I myself will raise him up on the last day. And Jesus said, if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. But then the Jews began to argue among themselves, saying, how is it possible that we have to partake of his flesh? And people were offended by what he said. And the Bible says that some of his disciples turned back. They were not able to receive the word of the Lord. And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven. Not as the Father ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. Oh, hallelujah. And so, I think we can go ahead and distribute the communion elements. And while they're doing that, I just want to read 1 Corinthians 11.23. The Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, Therefore, Whoever eats or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself. The Bible says that we should judge ourselves so that we are not judged. And after we examine ourselves, then we should eat the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many of you are weak and sick and a number sleep. But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. And when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord so that we will not be condemned along with the world. Hallelujah, Lord. So, Lord, we just take this moment to reflect on 
these past days. Reflect on where we stand with Christ. Think about those moments that God brings to mind where we have been unfaithful, where we have not walked in love, where we have spoken harsh words, where we have fallen into judgment. Lord, we just come before you now. Say it, I recognize my faults. And Lord, I repent. Lord, I ask for grace and favor that supernatural strength that only you can give to walk uprightly, to walk in righteousness, to do your will, to hear your voice, to seek your face every day, every hour, to stay in prayer, to stay focused, to stay in communion. Hallelujah. I think of that scripture from Revelations. When Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open that door, then I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. And that's what we really do at Holy Communion. As we enter into that special communion with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, hallelujah. People ask, where is the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, don't seek over there. The kingdom of God is within you. Oh, hallelujah. They asked, when will the kingdom come? And Jesus said, the kingdom is here. So let's take the bread. Remember that Jesus spoke. He said, this is my body, broken for you. This is the bread of life. Take and eat, Jesus' name. Then he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now you can truly say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you should walk in new health and in new life. The God of mercy and the God of grace. 
has given you his body. He has given you bread from heaven. He has given you his blood that washes away all sins. If you can walk in the fullness of that this week, then healing comes. You know, the doctors will tell you that you're getting sicker. But I'll tell the doctors, I'm getting better. Hallelujah. Because I have that spirit of Christ in me, hallelujah. The hope of glory abides and lives within me. I remember I broke my leg once. I went to the doctor. After about three days, I went to the doctor. Because my daughter-in-law saw the actress on her cell phone, they took a picture of my leg. She said, your leg is broken. She told me where it was broken. I thought, well, I'll have to find out if she really knows what she's talking about. And when the doctor looked at it, I said, can't you just lay your hand on it and, and, and say, be healed in the name of Jesus? I know you'd been to a Catholic university. I thought he was Catholic. He said, to tell you the truth, I haven't been to church for a long time. He said, no, I can't do that. But the Bible says we can. Hallelujah. I remember once in Mexico, a man come to me brought his young boy with him. His arm was obviously broken. It was purple and swelled up between his wrist and his elbow. And I was with a whole bunch of unbelievers from the village. And I said, why did you come to me? I said, I'm not God, I can't heal people. But he said, and he insisted, he said, if you pray for my boy, God will heal him. And I thought, well, you know, that's possible. But I really, I don't think I had faith for that. But the father did. He had faith for it. And so I prayed, but I said, know this, if God heals them, it's going to be because of what Jesus did on the cross. It's not good because of any power that I have. And now I'll never forget, a few days later, walking down the street, and here comes this man waving his arms and shouting at me. My son was healed. He was healed. Sometimes we think we don't have faith. But remember that God is still God. He is still all-powerful. He still honors his word. And he honors the prayer of faith. And so we took communion. And we partook of the body and blood of Jesus.
And now we can truly say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand up together and we'll sing this song here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Stay with Jesus. He's already taken care of it. So go in faith. That hope of this glory, he's within you. Be ministers wherever you go, walking in the light, in his grace, in his close presence, and move. 
move into that next level of intimacy with him in that secret place. In the name of Jesus.